0: Today on our show We're carrying down the top 10 cover songs of all time With thanks songs. to John Hislander for the suggestion
1: Damn right, let's go Polly. What you want Ooh, Baby I got Ooh, What you need Ooh, You know I got it Ooh, All I'm asking Ooh, Is for a little respect just a little, oh, little bit. Hey, baby, just, just a little bit
0: Just a little bit Just a little bit Ah, the irony of that song <laughs> Welcome to
1: episode 417 of the Countdown Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Wayne.
0: My name is Paul. Welcome to the podcast. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness so you don't have to. And for today, the eighth anniversary, the eight years we've been eight doing years. this show as of this one, episode 417. 17. I know it's hard to believe that we're still here. 17 episodes into a refresh the format where we can count down whatever we want today. That's right. Cover songs,
1: cover songs. I love me some cover songs, ladies and gentlemen. Here's there's, a little thing. There's some
0: golden ones. It's pretty easy. They had to have been made by someone else before, and then covered by someone else. That's the criteria. That's even it. Wayne couldn't fuck this one up. Even, especially
1: me, because um, <laughs> here's the thing. I have always had this thing. All right. So we we went to the 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 uh, the fucking indie one. That wasn't my, my wheelhouse. But cover songs. I love the idea of doing acoustic ironic covers, or even non-acoustic ironic covers. My whole thing is that if you as a musician choose to cover someone else's song, you should leave it in a slightly different spot to where you found it. Yeah, and I'm yeah, looking yeah. to see your interpretation as a musician, or at the very least, your skill set in imitation. So I've spent my life on YouTube music looking at cool cover songs, and I'm like, ooh, I bet I can play that, and then it turns out I can't. So <laughs> shit like that happens. So yeah, I love this shit. Paul. I
0: find this very difficult, this list very, very difficult, because there are some songs that I love that are covers that I'm like, ah. Eh, yeah but is that really that much different than what the original one was and Something's then there are other ones which are like look i really appreciate the musical skill in this one but the i don't play it as often as these other ones do so yeah i trying to find the mix of those two disparate influences
1: yeah and i think sometimes when you subvert something in a way that's really different but it works then it impresses me more so this is all like everything else very subjective
0: it always is subjective, as is the way that uh, people vote on our list, because we're going to find out about that next in a second. We call oh, The Recount. Smooth. Who wants, recount? Who, 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 who? who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who wants a recount? Who? 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 Who
1: wants a recount? Who? Who wants a recount? The Recount is our mailroom, and Paul's about to read the mail.
0: Two weeks ago, we did episode 415, not 416, as I put in the Facebook list community film franchises. Who do you vote for after a bit of trouble, I should say, trying to get this list vote up on Facebook? Wasn't even close. And I knew it wasn't going to be close because I did things like not have the MCU and not have Star Wars. Wayne, you won 33 votes to 18, continuing the trampling that you've done of me in 2023. Yeah, this happens like once every I've two years. I've forgotten what it's like to win one of these bad boys. I was in this very spot not long ago. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Oh, yes, I was. Uh, Rob Walters said, truthfully, it's a tough vote since neither of you had the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> but I had to go, Wayne, because Mission Impossible MCU is still up there for me. Especially if we are excluding the insanely mediocre to poor minus Hawkeye Fight Me MCU TV shows. Oh,
1: come. Yeah, Hawkeye was great. Hulk was great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Paul Paulio for the Contrarians. It was an obvious choice. He was going to vote for you because I didn't have MCU. He just said, Paul's this was just a string of terrible takes, so this was an easy <laughs> choice. I'm temporarily joining the Wayne voting block. Welcome in. Big surprise. Your cousin Ash Baroff said, definitely vote for Wayne in my book this week. When is it never a vote for Wayne in your book, Motherfucker, Ash? it has happened many times. Never. Many, ever. many times. Mike right? T, I think, might have gone, eh, Wayne's going to lose this week, so I'll vote for Paul, just So it doesn't look like there's a low voting book, but otherwise. Uh, MC had to be in here, Bond also <laughs> undeniable, and the gutter will fuck off at 45 minutes, 48 seconds in response to Paul's scream, <laughs> choice was fucking great. <laughs> we'll remember that one, Ash. Maybe add that to the soundboard, as you have no, suggested. No more of those. Well, hey, when the cousins are even demanding it, you know it's fucking They're not gospel. demanding it, they're
1: just trying to piss me off. <laughs>
0: Charles Gretsch said, "Actually, the one of the solitary people that voted for me because the John Week conclusion got this vote." Charles, I hope you've had a very great week then with John Week four having come out. Grant Lanham from the Milk Podcast said, "It was looking like an easy vote for Wayne until neither of you had Lord of the Rings. So, in a huffy teenage tantrum, no one gets my Ooh. vote. You must both now listen to Tree Beard for an hour as punishment." Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well done, smash me, easy, easy victory, Wayne, uh, for the upteenth week in a row. Let's find out what happens this week later on, but before we get there, we've got one more segment which we we sadly have to do. Seagal Watch. Oh, good. <laughs> the segment which pops up every once in a while whenever Steven Sigal does something completely and utterly cunty and proves yet again to the world what a piece of shit that he is. This time, instead of accepting Wayne's challenge to a fight... <laughs> He is opening a center to teach Russian military recruits martial arts.
1: Oh my god, that fat fuck can't even move anymore, and
0: now he's going to teach actual soldiers how to pretend to throw someone. According to Newsweek, Steven Seagal continues to show his support for Russia. This time, cutting a ceremonial ribbon to open a new martial arts center in Moscow, the American actor martial artist recently received the prestigious Order of Friendship from Russia President Vladimir Putin. Once the star of American movies, Seagal says he is now quote. 1 million percent Russian, end quote.
1: This has got to be bullshit. If any actual soldier worth their salt, or even anyone in particular at all, goes, all right, well, we've got this entire platoon or of soldiers to train. Let's get down to a dojo bullshit thing in fucking midtown Moscow or wherever (laughs) it is and get Steven Seagal to train them, this fat fuck, who, by the way, can't even run. This is bullshit. This is
0: all bullshit. Hopefully this is a sign of just how desperate times Russia are falling on. But according to Russian government news agency TASS, Segal was quoted as saying, Young athletes that I saw today have a very great potential. We need to open more (laughs) such centers in order to develop it. It It's important that development of Kido proceed at a faster pace.
1: Kido no less.
0: The most pathetic, worthless martial art on the planet. Wow. Yeah. Once again, Representative Steven Seagal Wayne is available and ready to show Steven Seagal how fat, old and shit he is You realise to teach soldiers Akito they can only defend against another soldier running at them <laughs> It would be much more useful if they got Keanu Reeves in to teach them how to block bullets with their now jackets Now you're talking Steve Zagal, once again, you show your absolute lack of class in all things. You are a complete and utter fucking stain on humanity. He dicks. May you die a slow and painful <laughs> death. <laughs> nice one. And that's it for this week's segments. Let's get into it then. Fuck! I've got to find another song to cut in here. On the other side, of this music cue with our top ten cover songs. <laughs> Fade out of this before the music lyrics come in. <laughs> <laughs> the top 10 cover songs of all time. I didn't even do the effect. That's okay because Venus has given us all the impetus that we need. You know, I was quite the Banana Rama fan back in the day. It was a while ago. It was uh, the 80s. Doesn't surprise me <laughs> yeah. one whit no, 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 if I'm honest. All right, Wayne, do you want to take us away? Sure. What's um, your number 10 best cover song ever. Okay. On the back of that
1: Banana Rama bombshell. Uh, We're going to start my countdown in the most wanish way possible, because we have here uh, as my number 10, a cover of the Peter Gabriel song, (laughs) Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer, okay, and it's by none other than my new, quite, like, I'm very impressed with this artist, I don't care what anyone
0: thinks, Harry Styles, baby. Harry Styles Now listen Live on the Howard Stern <coughs> Show I believe Yes he did it live one. on Howard Stern So you've gone to live live I've gone for actually released tracks So there's a strange difference In our list automatically
1: Yeah but it's a cover
0: no less And it's
1: also I should tell you this as well
0: I know you're thinking your Harry Styles world just got expanded I, Has he released this as a single? Or as a song? I don't know Paul Wayne is cheating his <laughs> ass Suck off my
1: the brief was, as you, as you put out in the beginning, someone else's song that someone else did, okay? I
0: just I've, I've missed a really good one on my list that I'm now going to add posthumously. Yep.
1: Okay, but let me tell you about this one, okay? You, I know you're thinking, oh God, Wayne did a Harry Styles song. I promise you'll be impressed. This is him doing Sledgehammer. Listen to the timbre of his voice doing this. It's much better than you would expect. It's fucking great, man. I didn't expect it to even be something remotely good. And I was like, look at this motherfucker. And, you know, it's kind of cool. I like all that shit. He's got a great band, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> there you go. My number 10. Slash Hammer by Harris Styles. Did what not see that one coming. You won't see any one coming. At all. For yeah,
0: again, because I don't know how we can do a vote where you've just gone to. Dick face. On YouTube. It is all valid. You could have done it too. Hasn't been released. It is in the brief.
1: It's in the brief, Vegasil. Eat what dicks. It dicks on for some picks and sex. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Eight years.
1: That's what it's come to. <laughs> That's high-pitched seeing dicks at each other. Fantastic. That's what you came for. (laughs) That's
0: That's what you came for, ladies and gentlemen. All right, then. My number 10 is commonly thought of as the one exception to a joke artist where Uh, Ben Folds got involved (laughs) and managed to turn William Shatner into a, for one moment at least, a legitimate recording artist. What is
1: this one? Because I thought you were going to do Bitches Ain't Shit, but you're not doing that. No,
0: I'm not doing Bitches Ain't Shit. I'm doing Common People, as sung by William Shatner, as my number 10. Spoken word? It is spoken word. <laughs> Here's a little sample of it for you.
1: Go on. can't see anyone else
0: smiling in the air. Are you sure? You want to live like common people? You want to see whatever common people see? You want to sleep with common people? You want to sleep with common people like me and... But she
1: didn't understand. She just smiled and held my hand. Rant a for
0: so the smart shot. move here from so Ben what's Folds.
1: Done? So, so Will has Bill Shatner actually done the spoken revision and then he does a layer on top of it?
0: Yeah, so it's not even Ben Folds who's singing that, it's uh, someone named Joe Jackson who's oh. the singer who comes in. What and the then, Joe Jackson? Yeah. And then at the end. Yeah, there's this kind of ensemble choir that comes over the top and just it's a, they drown Shatner out. Ben Folds, who produced that song, drowns Shatner out. So that's from the 2004 album, Has Been. Shatner's still going around I'm these familiar. days. And it brought Pulp's track to the whole America outside. It was a big song in the UK and, and over there. But then from this basis, it got the biggest song in the rest of the world. So everyone wins, I think. Uh, and annual. you're a fan of this one. It's a lot of fun. It's, <laughs> a lot, it's very silly. It's a lot of fun. I think the spoken word version works here because there is very much a sense of i know i'm shit whereas that doesn't come across in most of his other recordings where it seems legit like he loves himself there's
1: a future episode with bill shatner in it where he does like the real slim shady spoken word and stuff like that it's very funny all right that's my number 10 Alright, my number nine, ladies and gentlemen. Now, when it comes to reggae bands full of white people doing covers, i got to hand it to British band UB40. <laughs> UB40? UB40. Now, uh, most people will give this best cover to Red Red Wine, which they did, which is a Neil Diamond song, but uh. this one is my favourite, and it's very much a nostalgia pick, ladies and gentlemen. At least this
0: one has been released white.
1: Oh fucking suck my dick! <laughs> all of this thing is fine. Paul's just fucked up because he didn't widen his own thinking. But anyway, now this has a lot to do with Sharon Stone because it was in the movie to uh, it was in the soundtrack to Sliver. Sliver, and it's of course "I Can't Help Falling in Love," which was an Elvis song, which you be forty covered. And for some reason, the way he sings it, the all the the reggae bof, bof, in the background really made it work for me, and I dug it all through my school years.
0: And the clip has Sharon Stone in it, so that doesn't which hurt. Which is either. even better. Yeah. Okay. It's hey, it. Well, <laughs> some of the power of that song, the romantic elements of it, are taken away when it's largely footage of Sharon Stone grabbing her arm in a shower, looking very sugary. Oh,
1: I didn't see that part <laughs> because the screen is facing Paul. Yeah. Although, point of interest, like, she even looks great with that short hair, right?
0: It's amazing. It's amazing. Amazing how she gets away with it.
1: <laughs> My number nine, UB40s can't help falling in love. Right. I couldn't help falling in love with that.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Let's, uh, let's keep the low vibes. And this is a song which I genuinely love, but I need to be in the right mood to listen to it because it is a real downer. And oh, great. Yeah. Great. So we'll get it out of the way <laughs> with early in the countdown because it's widely renowned as the greatest cover of this Leonard Cohen song. It's Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Sigh. <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's hear a bit of that.
1: All right. And I've seen your flag on the marble arch, and love is not a victory march. It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: So hallelujahs, we drop a beer on the floor. Thankfully, it was empty. Look, that song. Incredibly powerful, and it's just really stripped back. I think in terms of just his voice and just that and guitar. It's yeah, just it's beautiful. It's absolutely one of the most beautiful songs made of all time, and just getting rid of the distortion and just pure his voice. And I guess knowing that, what two three years after he released this on his only only album, complete album, they released Grace. Grace uh, he drowns tragically. We well, don't know to this day. Did he do it on purpose? Did he did he just happen to get in trouble and drown? No one knows.
1: You know, I um. I drove across that bridge. Really? Yeah. Um, of the of the way he drowned and someone pointed that out to me and said, That's where Jake's Spock- Oh, holy shit
0: Yeah, it really so, has another somber sort of post mortem esque reflection to that song and, and- <laughs> His, adds um,
1: to its power. Yeah, I remember when he came out. A Kiss Me, that song that he did. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a great song.
0: An excellent, it's, it's a damn shame. Excellent. Yeah, real tragic that he was lost. So anyway, won't harp on that too much more. Obviously, Cohen and, and then various other people have covered it over the a time. A million other people have covered yeah, it. Yeah, but uh, this one to me is the definitive version and the one that which I'll always go to. Sure. All right, what's your number eight?
1: Okay, uh, a little while ago we mentioned a radio show called Triple J, everyone. Mm-hmm. And Triple J used to have this thing that they called Like A
0: Version. got a song of that on my list too.
1: Okay, unreleased. Ha! Has been released. (laughs) Suck shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is one that I came across in 2016. Again, uh, my list is as you may mention a little quirky, ladies and gentlemen. So this is by a band that I've never heard of, uh, doing a song that I have heard of but never respected until I heard this version of it. The (laughs) band is called DMA's, and they're like they're an Aussie kind of, I guess, rockish kind of band. But this version they're doing is very acoustic, and it's of. Shares song "Believe," which you wouldn't think would actually work anywhere, right?
0: So they released these albums, like version albums so that might well be on that. So this one, I okay. don't care because it was in the brief. But yes, <laughs> wasn't <in> the brief? <laughs> it was totally
1: in the brief. And so yes, this I think actually this made it onto the 2016 100, 100, hottest 100 at one stage. If you look at it, listen to it, right? And what he's doing with subverting the actual because "Believe" is a dance track, and they're so not doing it like a dance track. So I just loved what they did with it. Take a listen.
0: Here we go to believe
1: it But after all said and done You're gonna be the lone I fucking love that, Surprising. man. Surprising. It's like, the, the I don't know what's happening with the, the reverb on his voice, on the mic, and the fact that it's all acoustic or something, but it absolutely cuts in for me. Uh, and of course, you know, it's familiar because, you know, it's the Cher song, but then you're having a good time with this version. Love it. DMA's Believe by Cher.
0: Right. Well, I've gone for one which was a bit of a, around the same time, 2016, mm-hmm. from from mm-hmm. memory. A band called Disturbed, which are renowned for doing lots of covers of lots of different songs in amongst their own very rocky metal kind of sound. And they do some of my favorite songs of all time, like Stupefy and shit like that. So you won't know any of those songs, Wayne. But this one that they did, uh, and they actually did a great cover of, of Midlife Crisis by Faith and More, one of my favorite songs and bands of all time. But this is the one I've chosen to go with because it made such a splash at the time. The Sound of Silence cover. Imagine Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, imagine a metal band, a metal rocky band doing that and putting a spin on it, but not as hard as you might think. So part of this comes from the range that they show as a band, and let's hear a bit of it. The the uh, raspy Interest- anger yeah, in raspy
1: interesting take not my jam but uh quite an interesting take for sure
0: very different obviously from yeah. the original which is very kind of you know, echoey soft and whatever and they've but not gone crazy over the top you know just thrashing guitars and whatever else which is what you'd expect from a band like disturbed
1: you know speaking of echoey and soft uh, a female friend of mine recently <laughs> told me that it had been so long since she'd been to her beautician to have her pussy waxed, <laughs> that she said, man, <laughs> my pussy looks like Art Garfunkel. <laughs> uh,
0: well, Wayne.
1: I just thought it was, uh, you know, funny as hell and also very apt. To apt, apt-, apt?
0: Okay, right. <laughs> Interesting definition there of apt. Okay.
1: Okay. What do you All got right. next? All right. Uh, Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a great one. Uh, I love this one. You may not agree. However, uh, the group is called Boyce Avenue. Now, they actually toured around everywhere and even came to our good town, Perth, a couple years ago. Uh, Now, you talked about Jeff Buckley doing just a vocal and just an electric guitar. Very much the same. But this guy here is doing the Friends theme. Just on his voice, just with the guitar. Take a listen. I absolutely love what he's done with it. Told you life was gonna be this way. Your time's a joke, you broke your love last the way, It's like you're always stuck in second gear. But when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year,
0: well, yeah, well, uh, uh,
1: there for- yeah, this is great. I know, I know it's a night class. It's I know the point. <laughs> it's low slung, and this band is from. Look, this, this guy's really Mexican, so I assume California. But like, it's uh, uh, yeah. I just always loved it. And if you go all the way through the song, he even replaces the the bridge with just an instrumental. Really works great. Big fan of that one. Low slung, but that's me, baby. What up?
0: All right. Well, here's where I have my cover from the Like a Version Triple J releases that they've done. This one comes from a band which I don't know how familiar people are with a boy and bear. Yeah, I've heard of these people. Yeah, Aussie, Aussie group, and they covered a bit of a classic one from uh, that super group, largely from, made of New Zealanders, but with the occasional Australian sh- thrown in, Crowded House. Uh, okay. You let your tears oh. rain. Actually, was released on an album called The Songs of Tim and Neil Finn called He Will Have His Way. It's just a bunch of covers.
1: Oh, I love that one. The Chris Cheney one in of that, of, of, that is really good as it's well. It's got
0: a bunch of shit on there, like, you know, Paul Dempsey and a whole bunch of other bands as well. And, um, hmm. something, can, no, Sleepy Jackson, which is a local band. Yeah. So I can't remember if that was on like a version. I think it was too, but maybe that's what it's all yeah, But if no, not, like anyway, it's, uh, yeah, very. More bluegrass which is not really my Look, thing. Look, whenever
1: you put a banjo in a song, yeah. all right, you got. <laughs> Automatically balls. becomes bluegrassy. Well, absolutely, but uh, that for that right there, um, I'm actually a big fan of those harmonies. Like male harmonies reminds me of 60s male backup singers. I really like that that okay. thing. It's really cool. Yeah, um, ah, very nice. Okay, that song,
0: yeah, it does it for me. So
1: that's my number seven. Nice one for my number six, Paul. Do you remember Olivia Newton John? Heard of her? Come on. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> her song in Greece, hopelessly devoted. Yeah, You might argue, this is very quirky, this one. Um, it's actually redone by a American rock band called Rival Sons. Okay, never heard of them? I hadn't heard of them before this either, but I talked to fairly few people that I know <laughs> who also have long hair and are in bands, and they're actually well-known in that circuit. Okay. So this is, um, the, the actual ensemble is just two guys and one vocal, two guitars. One is a slide guitar, and the other one is just an acoustic guitar. And they're doing the Grease Song, Hopelessly Devoted, And I don't know. Again, it's his voice and the attitude behind this which makes me perk up and listen to it. Have a think. Again, stripped back, but kind of cool. Hopelessly devoted by Rival Sons. Let's hear it. But now there's no...
0: A good voice, but I tell you what, he's got a better up. fucking microphone because he's got his mouth nowhere near I that know. shit. I know we, need, catching we everything. need those mics because,
1: <laughs> like, I'm always fucking looking to the left and right and going soft. But yes, rival sons, hopelessly devoted, always done
0: oh, it. A, there's a shout out to you, ladies out there.
1: <laughs> Why you gotta go sexual, Paul? <laughs>
0: Hilarious coming from you. <laughs>
1: Also true, uh,
0: please. Uh, you're number what six? Six, I believe. We're up to. I've got this great dilemma going on. I don't want to dump any from my list because I added in the bear boy and bear song.
1: Do you want me to, but I
0: have to. So,
1: no, to tell you what, Paul, why don't I give you this? No, just go 11.
0: No, no, I, I'll talk about my honor. Okay, at, fine, at the no end, but uh, yeah. So, uh, which way which way do I want to go? On the fly decisions, ladies and gentlemen. You should see the anguish on his face. All right, I'm just going to play it. And then you can just fucking make your own mind up whether it's a good one or not. Bring it. This is a very interesting take from Guns N' Roses, who in 1991... I remember this, we were in high school. Oh my God, that's why it made my list, because I'm like, this song was on perennial play, autoplay, all the parties we had coming out of year 12, which was a year later after Usualism was released, and part two was released in 1991. This was on permanent replay, and I'm sure you were sick of it, along with some several other songs. Yeah, but
1: my cousin loved Gunners, and he was always like this.
0: This song, like it's a, it's a great, interesting take. How do you make this old classic song sound even older? Well, I'll put my old band voice on that Axel sings with that no, raspiness. That's, that's just his voice. I know. But <laughs> it makes me laugh to think that I. Oh, well, in some ways, but then you have got Slash's guitar. You got the B. You got the bit of the the riffing, sort of you're know, talking into it. It's such a different version of the song. And yeah, yeah, I think definitely. It's obviously not the classic that this other one was but in terms of my sensibility if i had a choice between bob dylan and this one i'm pressing play on this one
1: you know what i got an odd condition with the with the old bob dylan i don't like original bob dylan songs i like almost every cover of a bob dylan song well his songs
0: certainly stand the test of time that's for sure so
1: they do or in my my opinion the covers do because i saw bob dylan live one time and he was such an asshole he didn't let the fucking camera even close in on him and really? Even, yeah, he was singing songs like... He's got a favorite, a famous song called Don't Think Twice, It's Alright. On purpose, he sang it like this. Just to fuck with everyone. He's an absolute old cunt. Right. Bob Dylan can suck a dick.
0: There we are. But Guns N' Roses, although apparently Axel Rose is not much of a better bloke himself. Nevertheless, great song, oh, wow. great band back in <laughs> its day. That's my number <laughs> six, I believe. Nice one.
1: Now, ladies and gentlemen, my number five. Uh, even though I'm a brown Asian, I actually quite like country music. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, And so uh, I've always liked this band. I may be the only man in Australia who likes this band. They're called the Dixie Chicks. (laughs) And they did a version of Dolly Parton's Landslide some years ago, which has always, always been a favorite of mine, particularly because of the harmonies, but also because the female strings violinist Marty is just beautiful. So...
0: At least Wayne's got good reasoning for his choice. No, no, but
1: listen to this. It's beautiful to say. It's a really, it's like, it's nothing like the rock thing that Paul just showed you, but it's very, it's actually, I think it's beautiful. So give it a try. Landslide by the Dixie Chicks. Hit it, Polly. Changing ocean.
0: Well, so
1: Paul's been grimacing the whole time because he's watching the music video and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work out which one is the hot one. The hot one is... Well, it's clearly all, not the girl
0: with the eyes that are right next to each other.
1: No, that's, um, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you're a cunt, but <laughs> you know um, Heroes? Heroes, a TV show? Yeah. Yeah, so the guy who could fly, Adrian Pazdar? Yeah. That's his wife, All right. Which one? The shortest one.
0: I don't know, none of them standing next to each other in the clip.
1: Okay, the one that you think. Marty is the one... They're all blonde because they're
0: from Funk, no, Texas. No, this one's dark hair. the one with the close-together eyes. Oh, well, that's not the one. Uh, so that, the blonde-haired one? The, the blonde And he- the curly-haired one.
1: Yeah, I think it's the blonde-haired one okay. with the thing. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> Lance... <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, shit-song and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is not Paul or probably anyone else's cup of tea, but it's something about these... I don't know, just the versions of this that I actually love. They came to Perth one time and they played Not Far From My House so I could actually hear the concert, but I did not attend.
0: Let's. <laughs> When you, when our wonderful listeners, whoever it might be, puts together this playlist today for the songs that we are shouting out, putting in our list, just skip that one, and everyone will have a better time. Okay? Wow,
1: that sucks, Paul.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, my number five, five, five is an old classic of of mine, which I really enjoy. Both the original artist and the band that did this cover. And this one comes from 1989, so right around the, the formative time where I was sort of getting into music, and this is the, call it the shot across the bow of the career this band would have. This was their first significant hit. It's Red Hot Chili Peppers covering I was say, this Stevie is Wonder's <laughs> high, <laughs> high ground, ground. Mother, motherfucker. I was like, this is either Peter More or motherfucking Red Hot Chili Peppers. I <laughs> dig the fuck out of this band, but they did some a couple of great stories that come out about this one, so... In April 2022, on the Howard Stern Show and they were asked about this song, whether does Stevie Wonder like your cover of it or not. And Chaz Smith says, I actually saw him not too long ago with a good friend of mine. He came over and he said, Hey Stevie, what do you think of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Do you like the way they cover higher ground? he goes, I like the publishing checks. <laughs> <laughs> and then Flea basically fanboyed out, heard that he was in the hotel where he was staying, or well, they were staying one day, and heard that Stevie Wonder's in the foyer and he rushed down there. And he comes up there and he starts going, oh, Stevie, I'm one of the biggest fans of yours. We actually cover one of your songs I'm with a band called Red Hot Chili Peppers. We did this 30 years ago, this song. And we're just, we're such huge fans. So thank you so much and everything. And Stevie is just like. You know why? And just, oh, wait, <laughs> go on. <laughs> and then for like 90 seconds says nothing. And Flea's like, um, and filling the gaps and finally just runs out of things to say. And pretty much, obviously, Stevie was trying to decide whether or not he's going to tell Flea whether he had vision or not. <laughs> yes, like Because he knew who he was, because he can see. Go on. <laughs> and then he said, "Hey, no, look, the cover's really good. Do you want to come play at a charity gig I'm or organising and do a do a small set and whatever?" And he's like, "Fuck yes, we do." So, Word. yeah. Anyway, I thought that was nice, nice little couple of stories there to round out what everyone knows about Actually Everyone knows Stevie Wonder. I'm sure you've heard this song, but here's a little sample of it. And Stevie I don't know, you're sort of a different version.
1: To be fair, the bass line I can hear in that, which
0: I guess is Flea, yeah. is actually pretty good. So, oh, well, well done. Yeah, the whole thing's pretty, pretty great. Uh, I think that song is awesome and... Yeah. I still your jam back in the day, man. What's yeah, it's up? Still, probably still my jam today, let's face it. Yeah. All right, what do you got, Wayne? What's next? Okay, my number four is a, uh, a Ben
1: Harper song. Ben Harper song that I heard uh, back in 2001, and it is a cover of... This is pretty ballsy for anyone to do a cover of this guy. It's Marvin Gaye's "Sexual Healing," and he—it's—it's it's from an album that he. Re- well, it's actually a live album called "Live, live from, from Mars. Mars." Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, all of my shit is low slung, so wait. But like, just feel, just feel it. Feel this one here. Think, ever think about what he's doing?
0: Ben Harper did a great cover. I might add. Also, I've now realized and remembered of Bittersweet. Is it? Which, is the, which is the one where not Bittersweet? seems What's their other big song? Where Above. um, oh, yeah, the Verve song. Uh, the drugs, did they do another song? the drugs don't. No, that's fucking,
1: work. that's um the, the the what's that fucking Australian politician? They're called the...
0: No, the Drugs Don't Work, the Verve did that song. Did they? Yeah, and then Ben Harper covered it.
1: Isn't the Drugs Don't Work done by... It may
0: have been done by someone before that too. I Some don't know.
1: Aussie band. All right,
0: well, now I brought this up. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Right, quick, top quality podcasting is Sam Hurley from Movies in 2020 Kids would say. <laughs> drugs Don't Work is a song by English rock band The Verve. Thank you. Okay. And... I, had, you know a, what, fuck it, I had a version of, of Ben Harper <laughs> doing it, which I learned to play on guitar, and that's the version I learned to play it too. So, oh, okay. yeah, that's why I remember that one. Probably could have been on my list for that reason. Anyway, back to Sexual Healing by Ben Harper. Hit me. Hey, 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 I'm hot just like you're
1: Well, I need your love See, to me, feeling it was the balls of like, because Marvin Gaye's like, yeah, and he's, he's going right under that and doing this yeah, thing. I'm like, fuck, that's great. But it was just me, of course.
0: I can't remember who it was on Triple J. It wasn't Richard Kingsmill. It was one of the other more personable sort of hosts there back in this day where this song came out. And he was talking interviewed him and Ben Harper recently got married and, and the guy said to him something along the lines of, like, Oh, did you play a song at your own wedding? And the guy was like, The fuck? Well, who said Ben that? Harper's <laughs> like, the fuck? What'd I do that for? He's oh like I like truly offended him. And so I just thought, you know, you've got a great voice, you're an incredible artist that maybe you'd play he goes. I'm not that fucking kind of guy who's going to play his own wedding. You dickhead! I got really angry. Really? At
1: him. <laughs> yeah. No, because it's is, it is actually a bonehead play. Like you do not play at your own function. It's yeah. like being in the Rockwell Hall of Fame. Unless it's your performance, you don't just do something. It's like yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Awkward
0: interviews. <laughs> 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 just, oh damn! Oh, oh. Anyway, um, yeah, that's it. that <laughs> Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals probably should give some credit to the backing band. There you there, are. Too. Good point. um right, my number four. We get into a bit of a groove here with some of my favorite bands back in the day. This song comes from an album, a soundtrack album, to one of a seminal piece of cinema, cinema when I was a young dude and a very goth film called The Crow, directed by oh God. Alex Proyas. You can take your pick. This soundtrack is one of the best ever compiled it's got like fucking so many awesome bands on it, including Stone Temple Pilot. Stone Temple, are you talking about... Big Empty, but Big that's Empty. not a cover. That's their real song. Yeah, that's what I thought. The cover is by Nine Inch Nails covering Joy Division's Dead Souls. Oh, okay. Which I didn't even know was a cover until about 10 years after I started listening to this song. So I apologize to all the Joy Division fans. It's an excellent song. It's just This is my preferred version because I've had it in my head for so long. Let's hear it. So what, what really, was that a cover? of? Oh, Dead Souls by from Joy Division. Oh, okay, because I don't know what that is. Yeah, okay. That that's from like 1978, 79. This is 1994, so only 15 or so years later. But the drum line it's way more pronounced and aggressive in this version of the song mm. and Trent Reznor's voice is much stronger, raspier and stronger. I guess I'm all up about the raspy voices in these covers. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the guitar is is more pronounced too. So it's just the things that I like in, in music more done better. The Joy Division song is fantastic and you know, Joy Division are going you know, to endure for a long, long time because they created such amazing music. But, yeah, it that was a cute. perfect fit to this kind of. Dergy industrial gothic rock kind of film. Which
1: I think you like a you like a distortion pedal and yep. a packet of strepsils. That's what you like. <laughs> Don't mind it. Don't no mind way, it at all. That's
0: my number four Dead Souls from 90s Nails.
1: Nice one. Uh now, number three for me, everyone. Paul, you know the band Weezer? Weezer? I do. Okay. Big
0: fan of some of their songs.
1: Uh, Yeah. Now, their lead man, his name is Rivers Cuomo, and I'm actually... This is really weird, but I somehow... His voice is... um, It's very Bruce Springsteen-y in my way, insofar that that it's not a particularly pronounced, loud, strong voice, but I really like the timbre of that voice for some reason. About um, a few years ago, they did an album called The Teal Album, which was purely covers. Okay? And one of the covers was this song which is toto's africa <laughs> and the starring, music starring weirdo yankovic yeah weirdo yankovic is in the music video as a gag miming the song but it's played by the whole thing now if you listen to this what they're actually doing is the drummer is putting an extra beat in there just to make it slightly different and I, if you listen to the whole africa song by weezer it's actually an amazing version of this it's only slightly subtly different but i love the guy's voice give it a try paulie we shall to say hurry boy I wasn't air drumming all the way through that you're nuts um, the I like the clip just going around it's really great it's actually a take of one of the original songs it's like a, it's like a thing and, um, and just by, since we're talking about this they also did a cover of Rosanna by Toto which fucking slaps so uh, yeah big fan Africa by Weezer check the whole thing yes. out I guarantee you at the nice. very
0: least you'll like the one shot music video yeah I 100% agree and you know, it's a good song and a, a nice cover too well played sir. my number three is Hilarious it's sure. hilarious because the original artist who met, who this song was covered by youngsters would come up to him afterwards and say, God, it's cool that you play Nirvana songs at your set. We are, of course, talking about David Bowie's, the man who sold the world. And in 1993, they did their MTV Unplugged Live album and covered this song to perfection. Kurt Cobain, yeah. Kurt Cobain. All, Holland, all of them all of them. Yeah. And that's the result. For the next five, ten years afterwards, people would come up when David David Bowie played at a concert and say, so cool! You cover someone new. <laughs> 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 that must piss him. Once r- have pissed him right off. Uh, but here's why: because Cobain and Grohl, and I can't remember really the other dude who's ugly. Nail it. <laughs>
1: I don't think I knew that one was a Bowie song. But there you go, because I remember hearing that and not hearing and not going, "Oh, it's a Bowie song," cause, probably because I was too young. Oh
0: yeah, I think when I probably first heard it, eighteen, I was eighteen years of age. Thirty years ago, that mm. so, that album was released, Unplugged in New York.
1: That album was sorry. That whole video concert was this shit because I think I can't remember, but I think Kurt Cobain is playing his guitar upside down. Just because he can. Because he's a left... Well, yeah, the real... Like, Jimi Hendrix did that. He just he didn't restring the guitar. He just turned it upside down. I'm like, fuck, how do you play it upside down?
0: Anyway. Virtuosos who yeah. are incredible. And, yeah, what a what a tragedy that we lost him at that stage in Nirvana were no more. I think only a year or so after this. Oh, right. Maybe yeah, a was. couple of years 90s, later. So, yeah. Yeah, mid, mid-90s, give or take. And, yeah, I love that whole... Live vibe, like you did, has just had Ben Harper on there, where Mm. it's, you know, it adds an extra layer to it. Whereas this is not just them being produced to be as good or sound similar or whatever. It's like we're doing this and we're doing it right here and now. It's
1: a trade-off because the recording is never as good because it's no. not a studio. Yeah, you hear that.
0: little but, bit of feedback there. Yeah,
1: and but I mean, that's, that's it, itself. I mean, yeah, it's a whole thing. But you
0: can't go into a concert expecting to hear studio. Like, it's nice to get something exactly. similar. If it's so different, you can't recognize that there's a problem, but... Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. You're in an auditorium. Yeah, absolutely. Nice one. Okay. My number two is the upbeatiest uh, of all of mine, I would say, probably, um, which is saying something for me. Um, <laughs> it is... Amy Winehouse and Mark Ronson doing Valerie, which is an old-ass song by the Zootons. I had never heard it before, but when I heard this version of it and the music video, which is really, really cool because it's in that place where the Beatles recorded that thing in that funny place in Abbey Road, wherever it was. It just sounds great, and I always thought to me... That, well, Amy Winehouse, what a loss, because her voice sounds like fucking chocolate to me, man. Like, her, the actual... Th- the, the, chocolate! No, for real. It's like, if you listen to how kind of deep that tone is... And her doing this, I just loved it. Let's take a listen to Valerie by Mark Ronson featuring Amy Winehouse.
0: not my thing but i get
1: it yeah it's as much of triumphant production as it is her voice because it's just i don't know to me it actually makes me happy that song fair
0: enough absolutely fair enough nice choice there so all right my number two is that where we are Jesus. we are number two i had some hard hard conversations with myself around these top four i have to be honest like they shopped and they changed no it's tough i did I as well. started my list early in the week and was in and outing and hear my own mentions including one which got kicked out at the very very last second literally as we were recording so this could have been my number one it's probably the reason it's not my number one is because it doesn't get played as often when it comes through on my playlist i've heard this song five six seven hundred times as a rough estimate my number one i may have heard ten more times than that and that's at the end what i decided would order it even though this one is by far a more popular and well-known version but i thought you know what be true don't chill. Don't just stick the one that everyone knows at number one. That'll be new for you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick the one that everyone's going to be like, the fuck? At number one. No, I'm doing that too. Again and again. My number two comes from the Fugees. It's called Killing Me Softly." Fuck off, you like this one? don't like this song. I love this Kiss song. Kiss my ass. You don't like this song. And depending who you interpret it as being, it's based on. So Roberta Flack did the definitive yep, version beforehand. Yep, yep. Or at least what. then there's other groups I sample as well. But Laurie Lieberman actually wrote or first produced this song and it just never got released in time. And so Roberta Flack gets all the credit, even though it's a very convoluted backstory. The Fugees, this is their second album off the score. Lauren Hill's the lead vocals. She's got an incredible voice. Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill, baby. And then you've got, of course, um, Wycliffe Jean and someone named Pras M- Michelle McHale?
1: Yep, Wycliffe Sean, yep, yep.
0: I don't know, they're doing the vocal riffing in there. And it all comes together in I think this moment where it always never fails to give me that sort of shiver down the back of your spine. I am amazed that
1: this is a favorite of yours music
0: uh, and this was so big this song this is I found this fascinating, so big in nine ninety six when it came out. they eventually deleted the track, so it was no longer being supplied to retailers whilst the track was still in the top twenty because they knew it was going to eat traction off their second single, ready or not yeah. And it did because I don't know the fuck what Ready or Not is. I don't I know do. a shit all about ready that song. Or
1: not, yeah,
0: I can. Yeah, that song, yeah, I know. So they literally removed it. I'm like, holy fucking shit. How much angry you'd be. Yeah. You bought that's, this album, right? That, where, where the fuck is Killing Me Softly? It ain't on here. That's weird. No more. All right, let's let's uh, let's hear what all the fuss was about from the Fujis. Almost criminal to uh, fade out on that bit, but I got him um, at some point. I'm uh, really
1: surprised. You know, funny thing. I had a friend who used to say every time he would he would sign off like text or even he'd say one. I'm like, what? Yeah, man, one, and then he'd walk off. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you saying? He goes, one time, one time, right? I'm like, one time. <laughs> you're Indian motherfucker. Shut up, you curry puff daddy bitch. What the <laughs> fuck?
0: There we go. Button on that one. There's some other samples in that track as well, which makes it a bit more convoluted. But still, it's a cover. It's my number two, Killing Me Softly. Brackets maybe, not brackets with his song. Uh,
1: Absolutely. Look, it's a classic and I am very impressed, Paul. Thank you. you. All
0: right. What have you got? Are you going to give us a 10 through Yeah, I'll give you a 10 through one. Two and then give us uh, your reveal, your number one.
1: Here we go. My number 10 was... Sledgehammer by Harry Styles. Ridic- what up? Ridiculous. That's right. Can't help falling in love. UB40 number nine. Very e- good. DMA's Believe by Cher in number eight. Ridiculous. Wicked seven. Boy having his Friends theme. What, what up? up?
0: It's different, but yep.
1: <laughs> Six. Rival Sons. Hopelessly devoted. Five. Proceed. Landslide by the Dixie Chicks. That was just. What's up, player? Four. Sexual Healing by Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals. Three. Great song. Africa by Weezer. That was surprisingly good. Yeah, man. Two. Um <laughs> <laughs> fuck
0: you. Come on for the supercoach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Valerie by Mark Ronson and huh? Amy Winehouse. And my number one, by the way, I probably lost this already, but here's where oh, I lose it. Oh yeah, really, whatever. You've won like 28
0: weeks in a row. Yeah, but here's where I really
1: lose it. Okay. So ladies and
0: gentlemen. No, 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 you haven't heard my number one. This is
1: a police cover, the song the police, the song by the police. Message in a bottle. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now when I went to go and buy the DVD of the concert that this was at, I went to the it was a JB Hi-Fi and I was like, yo, I want to get this. And the guy behind the counter looks at it and goes, Dude, have you heard his cover of "Message in a Bottle" on this? I'm like, yeah, I have. He goes, it is fucking sublime. Yeah, it's John Mayer. All right. Oh god, yeah, it's John Mayer, baby. But he's on stage. <laughs> it's purely just him, the acoustic guitar, and his voice. Just give it a listen. Just see what he's doing with it. Okay, it's just kind of. It's, it's not spectacular. It's just great. Give it a try, John Mayer. Message you want, in a Bottle. The... Number one. <laughs>
0: then let's to the I hope that someone gets mad. I hope that someone gets my, I hope that someone gets my, Message in the back. Message in the back. Should have known.
1: Uh huh. I mean, I was this like he's done free falling, he's done I'm on fire, but this is the one that I thought I was always impressed with the best. So yeah, it's a John Mayer song and it's Wayne's Countdown. What a fucking
0: shock! But what are you gonna Nobody do? Nobody saw
1: that coming. <laughs> That's right. There you go, people. My favorite. Yeah. What's up? Let's hear yours. Favorite
0: cover all time. All right. My number ten uh, through to Common People by The Shat, covering Pulp at number ten. Number nine. Hallelujah from Jeff Buckley from Leonard Cohen's original. Disturbed doing The Sound of Silence, Salmon and Garfunkel. Guns N' Roses covering Bob Dylan with Knocking On Heaven's Door at number seven. Number six, Boy and Bear covering Fall At Your Feet by Crowded House. Number five, Red Hot Chili Peppers doing Stevie Wonder's Higher Ground. Four, Nine Inch Nails doing Dead Souls from Joy Division. Number three, David Bowie being really upset that everyone thought he was covering Nirvana, who did The Man Who Sold the World. Number two, Killing Me Softly from The Fugees, Roberta Flack, I guess her version thereof. And my number one is another Brit pop synth thing That is a great song in its own right And this is one of the rare ones I have a lot of trouble discerning Which one do I like better But it's so different This version uh, From an American rock band Which I'd never heard of before or since Orgy is their name mm, And okay. they covered a pretty classic song From New Order called Blue Monday Oh really? And here's what it sounds like And if you've heard that original song, and you love that original song, you're like Paul, you are a prick. What um, a piece of shit!
1: This is it's a funny thing. Uh, that's actually pretty good. And and you know what? I'm just gonna give you a distortion pedal for your fucking birthday because <laughs> that's all you fucking like. <laughs> um, Guilty as charged. It's like um, when the uh, psychedelic furs did uh, the Smith song, um, that which how is, soon is now how soon is now, which is on the cover of the Charmed thing. I like that version, but now version. is great. I yeah, like that song. so I don't know. know the
0: one you're talking about, but yeah. So there you go. That's our 1 through 10, or 10 through 1, I should say. Wayne, what have you got for honour mentions? We'll just mention them, we won't play them.
1: Sure, sure. I hate this woman, but I I like this song. It's Oh So Quiet by Björk. Um, Mm -hmm. George Benson on Broadway has always been a favorite of mine Soft Cell Tainted Love which I didn't know was a fucking cover you didn't know that was a cover nope I thought it was original Uh, Feeling Good by Muse big fan of yours Uh, Childish Gambino did So Into You by Tamia on Like A Version which is outstanding and Toxic a Britney Spears song done by Yael Naim which is a, a woman who did an Apple commercial song okay
0: go ahead the one that I shopped out at the last second, which was going to be my number six, because I shoehorned in Boy and Bear, was Twist and Shout by The Beatles. Yeah. Love that song. I didn't know that was a cover either. As, oh, I didn't for the longest time, and then it turns out it was not It was done twice by the Isley Brothers, and someone else wrote it as the Top Notes, first of all. So the Top Notes did it, then The Isley Brothers. The Isley Brothers did and it? And then, then along came The Beatles, and they did it in one take. And they had, in literally in 10 minutes, they recorded that song, and it was the end of a long recording day, and John Lennon had a bad cold, and that's why the, the rasping Screaming is it out, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that why it sounds like that? Yeah, apparently. Shit. That's, that's how the story goes. They had uh, Easy, Faith and More. Oh, of co- of I'm of surprised the they didn't turn it up. It probably should have, in terms of just what I love, but I'm like, uh. There was no distortion pedal, so yeah. Yeah, there was, yeah. and it was a bit too, <laughs> I don't know, too similar to the original for me, so that's why I, I left it off. Uh, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. I just thought it was a bit problematic in its themes these days
1: <laughs> <laughs> from
0: Urge Overkill you know what a
1: little well, story about that ladies and gentlemen Paul, first time Paul showed me Pulp Fiction yep. that song comes on and he goes oh by the way the music here sucks yep. and then a week later he had the CD single <laughs> <I'm> Like <laughs> right. someone is easily influenced by film yeah
0: grew <laughs> on me what can I say and then another Faith and More War Pigs uh, covering Black Sabbath which is a genuinely great song take your word for it alright that's Alice what about yours wrap up every episode of The Countdown with your feedback on the topic at hand the segment that we call The Pop 10 Talk about pop ten. Talk about pop ten. Pop ten. Kicking off this week's pop ten with B. Dizzle from the We Watched a Thing podcast. He said number three, video killed the radio star by presence of the United States. Surprise! Fucking A, What a great time that They didn't make your list, Wayne. Yeah. Number two, the aforementioned bitches ain't shit from Bed and Folds. And number one, common people by the Shat.
1: <laughs> you know, I know a woman who said that. Um, uh, who's the who, who's the disco two thousand? What's his name? Pulp. Jarvis Cocker. Uh, accidentally sat on her hand once There you go <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> That is her claim to fame
0: Excellent <laughs> I'm glad we paused for that one Smiles Samani, Mate to the show Said number three Blinded by the light Manfred Mann's Earth Band, Number two It's oh so Quite Bjork As you mentioned And I fought the law By the clash Wow Jonas Lander The man who gave us This week's topic Said his three Going with the movie theme Said from less than zero Hazy show to winter The bangles Oh that's Ooh, a good one What's up that's... Couldn't add that on my list Fuck Number two from Sid and Nancy My Way, Sid Vicious, the original by Sinatra. Number one from the Blues Brothers, the one we opened the episode with, Respect, Aretha Franklin, originally by Otis Redding. Mm. The other half of We Watch The Thing, David Powell, top-level patron of the show, said Dance With Myself by Nouvelle Vague, Nine-Nine-Lift Balloons by Kalidia, and Mad World by Gary Jules from the I Do Believe the Donnie Darko
1: I remember the soundtrack
0: one. Jamie Davies had The Man Who Sold the World from Nirvana Heartbeats from Jose Gonzalez and number one Hounds of Love by the Future Heads not familiar don't know the last two have to be honest there Josh Ragland said "Hey, ya yeah, from the Blanks Ted's music group from Scrubs <laughs> <laughs> number two Where Is My Mind Trampled by Turtles never heard it And number one but, you have?
1: no but I'm pretty sure the Scrubs one wasn't released
0: either what up yeah. prick but as we know, as our we know, listeners don't behold ourselves. Bitch, mine is on briefs. You can suck some dicks. <laughs> number one, Rusty Cage from Johnny Cash, oh, which yeah. is a Soundgarden song originally. Rod Hardingham. Rod, welcome to the podcasting community Rod. and the like. Uh, War Pigs, number one. Faith and More from Black Sabbath. Hurt, Johnny Cash from 90s Now. And number three, Holy Diver. Killsuits, Engage from Dio. Okay. Joey DiCarlo from Soul Wizard Podcast said, number three, Anthrax Got the Time. Number two is the Atari's The Boys of Summer. Oh, that's the shit. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> and number one, uh, From Me First and the Gimme give mes is Song. Nice. Don't know that one. Stuart James said, number three, Simple Band Shine Down. Number two, Heroes, Wallflowers. And number one, With a Bullet, Nothing Will Ever Come Close to Be. The si- oh, sorry. <laughs> now I realize I'm reading what his commentary was. <laughs> with a Bullet, Nothing Will Ever Come Close to Be. The Sound of Silence from Disturbed. Oh, that's someone you'd had on okay. my list. Yep. Jonathan Lamb said, Without you, Mariah Carey. Number two, I will always <laughs> love you, Whitney Houston. And number one, Hallelujah, from Jeff Buckley. Love that list. I'm not sure whether Jonathan or his wife put that one in. It was list. Jonathan, <laughs> and
1: it's fine for men to like Whitney Houston, Paul.
0: <laughs> Brad Hargis, who I really stole my thunder here with some of his honorable mentions. I thought no one would mention Orgy, but he did in his honorable mentions. Deftones tones from Ordinary Man. Oh sorry Ordinary Man from Deaf Tones. Dead Souls and Noise Nails, number two. And In the Air Tonight from the Proto Men i never heard that. Someone that, did
1: a Phil Collins. Someone covered
0: Phil Collins. There you are. And then to wrap it up, John Amenta for the Pioneer Comics Podcast. Great show. Do check them out. Said, we did this, but I don't remember my top choices, so here's a few that I love. Faith of them all, War Pigs from Black Sabbath, Jodakai from lately Stevie Wonder, and Living Colour, Memories Can't Wait, Talking Heads.
1: Wow, Living Colour was a great band back in the 90s. There
0: nice. we go. That's Thank you. Everyone got back to us. There was a lot of feedback on this topic. It must have been at least 30, 40 people weighed in. Sorry, can't get it through at all, but we do have a timeline we're trying to stick to. Wayne, how do the good folk get in touch with us with their feedback on topics or indeed more generally about the show? Google the Countdown Podcast, find all of our socials
1: and join the fuck out of them, or visit our, our website, <laughs> thecountdownpodcast.com.
0: Um, oh, <laughs> <Well>, this <laughs> is a hell of a drama. Or <laughs> well, send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. Yep, Wayne said it all. All the things matter. Join the Facebook community and follow us on Podbean, where we host as well. And that's it for today. Wayne, what's happening next week for episode? Jesus, I've forgotten what it is already. 418. 18. We're doing unexplained mysteries. Do, do, I, do, I, do, I, do, you, do you want to explain that? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Ironically, <laughs> do you want to explain what we mean by that?
1: Uh, let's see. Well, it's probably a good time to, to solidify, solidify the brief. I believe <laughs> <laughs> we are ballsy. going. to... Stupid, but ballsy. Correct me if I'm wrong. We're going to talk about is it
0: unexplained mysteries that we know popular ones from the news I or think it both be popular ones popular ones and then you know one day we might do like top 10 personal supernatural shit or whatever
1: yeah something like that okay yeah good so unexplained mysteries are the top 10 of shit that just happened in the world and no one seems to be able to explain them tits yeah so that's how we're going to do our list
0: yeah all right, that's what's happening next week on the show. And uh, otherwise, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is uh, Paul. Yeah, yeah, sure, it's Paul. It is Paul. My but... name is Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Three beers, ladies and gentlemen. And this has been the soundboard. What, what the What the, the,
1: the hell? I... My dick. No,
0: no, no. When Wayne thinks he's followed the briefing, has it. We'll dicks, catch you next
1: time. eat